Hey everyone, welcome to the show. My name is Wizard and this is The Outdoor Experience where we talk about everything and anything about the great outdoors. Today, we are talking to a fellow 2021 Appalachian Trail thru-hiker, Ninja Kitty. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, cool. So game time. Yeah, so game time. So I'm just gonna ask you like, do you prefer this or this? Okay. This or this, so let's this go ahead and get started. Yeah. Through hiker edition. So Great. yeah, through hiker edition. Okay. All right, so buff or beanie? For on my head? Yeah. Beanie. All but right. I, I do like wearing the buff around my neck. Like okay. I, I wore that pretty much all the time in like Georgia and the Smokies. Okay. But then I also had my, be I wore both. Yeah, okay, yeah. But no, I buff does not go on my head, absolutely not. No? No. Oh, it, there's that was my favorite. It made me look like a pirate when I did that. There's too much wrapping that I have to do. It doesn't, I can't get it. Oh, well, did you ever have, so I have like the face shield. It's like this long in reality and it, it's yeah, good Yeah, I think for I, that's neck, the one I have. But I would just slide it over my head and let the rest dangle back. Oh. And it would work great. I literally looked like a pirate. It was great. <laughs> All right. Climbing or descending? Um, I think I'm going to say climbing. Yeah, I have way more, I have way more fun with climbing and I think it, it's more physical work, but it's less taxing. It, it's it's less mentally taxing for me. It's less taxing on my knees and my ankles. Yeah, for sure. And it's just more fun. I I love like trying to, especially if it's a weird climb, mm -hmm. like um, like anywhere on the northern half. <laughs> anywhere on the northern half. Um, but oh my gosh. I mean, like the hunt trail going up to Catan was mm -hmm. so fun. Yeah. And like, I mean, did you guys? What did you guys take to get down from Katahdin? I don't remember the name. I think it started with an M. So like we, yeah. you go up the hunt trail and you actually pass a cutoff trail that goes to this trail. Oh, you took that one. Okay. Yeah, because we had a thunderstorm that. that was coming towards us. Like we were on the top and I turned my head and they yeah. warned us. They're like, it's a 30% chance. Like you should be okay. <sighs> but just so you know, this is, this might happen. Yeah. We got to the top, had our celebration and everything. And then we just looked over and I saw this big storm cloud coming towards us. And we were like, we should get down this, <laughs> we should get down. Yep. It literally no, started so thunderstorming I, on us as soon as we got below tree line. I, so. I was so lucky and had like a really beautiful day. Mm -hmm. So I was like all in like, I'm going to do the nice edge. This yeah. is the perfect day for it. And like, yeah, that and the hunt trail. I mean, that was just like the, per the my favorite day on trail. Cause both of the climbs were really weird. And it was like, sometimes it was like I was bouldering with a backpack on mm -hmm. and it was just like, it, I, I love that kind of challenge and it's just fun trying to puzzle through it. So, so. you did do the knife's edge yeah. afterwards? How mm -hmm. was that? I, I wanted to, but I just, I didn't have the It time. was the craziest hike I've ever done yeah. in my life. Yeah. yeah. I'm so sad that it wasn't part of the Appalachian Trail because yeah. it was so fun. It was so cool. It was really, I mean, it took a long time. Like mm -hmm. I'd say... I can't remember exactly how long it is, and I have no idea exactly how long it took me because I had smashed my phone on white cap a couple days before. That's right. Yeah. yeah, so my... I still need to send you that picture, by the way. <laughs> oh, owl, all I your think. pictures of the owl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so I couldn't take any pictures. I couldn't tell the time because mm -hmm. I didn't have a watch on trail. So I I mean, I didn't mind it because I had all day to hike like a total of like 10 miles or something. So did you already have your ride organized and everything before you smashed your phone? I had okay. already, yeah, I had already been in contact with my aunt because she has a place in Kittery Point, Maine. And then I called her from that dinky satellite phone at, um... Oh. What was that place called? It was like, it was 21 miles before Katahdin. I already know that because that's how <laughs> yeah. we finished our hike. <laughs> oh yeah, you started from, from Abel Bridge. Abel Bridge, yeah. Yeah, I used their phone to to call oh, before my, so when i smashed my phone mm -hmm. it 
half the screen was really messed up mm -hmm. and then half of it was semi-readable. So before it died for real, I like scrolled through and wrote down like the important phone numbers like like Kurt's phone number and my aunt's phone number mm -hmm. and I already knew my parents' phone numbers so that I had them yeah. and then That's which was really idea. good because by the time I got to Able Bridge my phone was absolutely unusable. So I'm glad that I yeah. I'm glad I thought to do that. That was the probably the only time I really thought ahead on trail to be honest. But yeah. Yeah. Oh that climb on the knife's edge was really fun. I think it took me about as long as it took me to do Mahusik Notch. Yeah. Which was like two hours. Okay. I think. Yeah. I have to look back. I did a timer when I did Mahusik Notch because I wanted to see how long it would yeah. take me. <laughs> there was no point in timing it for us. We, we went like with like 12 or 15 people for oh. that. And we were helping um, a lady and her daughter get through it. And she was so nice and so grateful Aww. afterwards. She literally like uh, bought us, uh, paid for our place in Bethel to stay there. Oh, we weren't even planning really on sweet. going into town. That was yeah. a whole different experience. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't stay in Bethel. I stayed in the next town and it was really weird. Oh, we were, we had a, a Gorham. What was that next town? Not Gorham. No, Gorham was fun. It was before I, Gorham. I stayed at, in Gorham, I stayed at the, that newer Rattle hostel. River? Oh, yeah, 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 Rattle River. Wait, what's the other one? I'm thinking of... Maybe, not Vivi's. I stayed in Gorham, but before that, or no, after that, it was after Gorham. Pinkham Notch? Well, there's no place that to stay That was before, there. yeah. No, after Gorham, I, st I skipped Bethel and went to the next town. I know what you're talking about. I like we had erased a that there. place from my yeah. brain because, like, I ended up I ended up there on like I think um, non-binary visibility day or something like that, and it <laughs> was the kind of town where I was like, I think if I'm visibly queer, I might get hate crimed. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just kind of like really low key and like got out of there as soon as I could. Yeah. But, no, I'm, um, I'm glad I didn't. No, I didn't that. get to Bethel. Yeah. No, Bethel was okay. Um, by the time we 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 were gonna buy them dinner for paying for a place, Aww. we told them that we got there and all the restaurants were closed. Everything closed at like five. We ended up going to a gas station having those microwavable burgers. Oh no! <laughs> and ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> it was that still a good was... time. We ended up taking a zero there. Actually. Maine was like that. Yeah. The town I stayed in, I'm so mad I can't remember what it was called. It had one school mm -hmm. for K through twelve. And I think they said the total class for like the K through four was like seven kids. Oh, geez. For the whole town. Jeez. So they, they have them all in the same room because like that's just like, huh. they, it's just such a small town. And there was only, there was like one restaurant there that was also the convenience store, which was nice because I went yeah. there and like did my yeah. resupply and- We were also dinner, worried yeah. about that resupplying there because we yeah. heard so much mixed stuff about it that like we weren't gonna find anything. okay or... supply. Okay. I was I was impressed by their supply of like bars and stuff and I ended up getting enough snacks. Oh, cause that was the town, that was the only time where I hiked faster than the US Postal Service. Yeah. Oh, like they... Uh, so I had, because okay. I had a resupply package that I picked up in Gorham and then, but I had so much extra food mm -hmm. already that I just forwarded it to yeah. whatever this next town is that I, I just can't think of its name. Um, and I think it took me three days to get there, three or four days. I think it took me three days to get there and then I left on the fourth day and it was in the, it wasn't until morning that I asked them for my package and she looked mm -hmm. through it and she was like, nothing's here. And I looked up the tracking number and it was like still in transit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you can just return to sender and it should, it ended up here. Yeah. So. USPS 
was really messed up. Yeah, so I, I I was in panic mode there because it mm -hmm. was the, that was the first time I had to do a full resupply in town. Okay. Because normally I was getting all my dinners that I pre-made. Okay. So this was the first time that I was like, oh my god, I have to, I have to get everything from this one store. Yeah. But it was it was bad. It wasn't bad because then I think not long after that was the ferry. There was that other fancier hostel in town that had really really good resupply. Mm -hmm. So I just needed to buy like two one or two days of food and then I. It was right before it was the big loss. It was that. that town, yeah. It was that town with no service, no cell service, and you had to walk to the post office yeah. and use the the yeah. free phone in the back, <laughs> that that's like in a shed behind the post office, and you just, it has the number of the hostel listed there. And you just call them, and they're like, "Hello, yes, we'll be right there to pick you up. I know where you are <laughs> yeah. already, because there's only one place to go." Yeah. But yeah, they had really good resupply, and it it wasn't much further. Okay. Well, on to the next question. Uh -huh. uh, would you rather hike in the rain or the snow? Snow. Yeah. Hundred percent. Did you ever have to? Did you ever hike in the snow? Yep. When you were on there, I hiked, was it around? Um, um, it was so April first. There was a lot of snow. Something like that. I was gonna say the area. Wow, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, uh, I where was. Where the ponies are? Grayson Highlands. Oh, I was a little bit before that. I or yeah, I, no, I was in um, Tennessee. Okay. That makes sense because yeah. you were probably about oh, you were probably about ten days behind us until we took yeah, it exactly. off and then caught up. Yeah, so. no, I was. Um, it snowed my day the day I hiked out of Irwin, Tennessee. Okay. And that was actually really beautiful because that was um, there was Roan Mountain and there was a, there was another mountain just before Roan Mountain that was a little smaller and had like just a beautiful like tall pine forest that with all the snow coming down was just mm -hmm. like it it was amazing oh, and that's I, awesome and i well i also i'm a cross-country skier so i'm like i think my body's already used to like working that kind of way in mm -hmm. the snow so i i hike really really well when it's cold mm. i don't sleep well <laughs> and i don't eat well but i hike really well did you just not have that great of gear for the snow or like were you no i'm just a sleeping, cold or? person okay uh, yeah i mean i had a i had the magma 15 and i was still cold okay most nights but yeah oh my god roan mountain okay <laughs> this is a really fun time i was with the hikers union at mm -hmm. that point and we hiked out of Irwin and the hikers union at this point was doing the fast food challenge. Hmm. So I haven't heard of this. With, it's uh, just you resupply from one fast food joint for your next section. So for three days, so half of them did McDonald's for three days. <laughs> that, that sounds like you can eat some bad food. Yeah, half of them did McDonald's and half now. of them did Dunkin' because I think Dunkin' had mm -hmm. like Beyond sausage and stuff. So it you was like pack a bunch of donuts. more vegan friendly. Yeah, I mean, so the coconut. I did that. <laughs> so people figured out that the coconut donuts were had the most calories. So half of them did Dunkin', half of them did McDonald's. And this was also when it got really, really wicked cold and... So it snowed our first day out, but it wasn't super cold. And then our second night, night two, it was down to 17 degrees without wind chill that night. And we know because fish oil had a little thermometer that he left out oh, on, yeah. the, on the bench of the shelter. And it went down to 17 that mm. night. And it was, I, I I barely slept that night. I had two little hand warmers Yeah. that I put like right by my <laughs> At wrist. At least you had hand warmers. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I kept like rotating them throughout yeah. the night. I was like, oh God, where can I put I got rid of my hand warmers after the Smokies. Cause yeah. all, I didn't know anything about anything past that. I was always just I, told like, it's going to be freezing in the Smokies. You're going to hit a lot I of snow. I freaking got rid of my, um, what's it called? Down socks? Spikes. The, oh yeah. Um, 
What are those? Oh, called? I didn't even bring them. <laughs> I didn't bring any yeah. either, but when I got to Hiawassee, Georgia, there mm -hmm. were there were like four pairs in the hiker oh, box. Yeah. So I just grabbed one. I was like, and they were made of rubber and plastic. Mm -hmm. So I was yeah. like, this is light, whatever. Yeah. So I took it. I used it once in the Smokies coming down from Clingman's Dome. Yep, there's always yeah. ice there. There was yeah, ice yeah. there whenever we went down. But it. then <laughs> I left them. So once I got out of the Smokies, I left them in a hiker box, mm -hmm. I don't know, somewhere in Tennessee or North Carolina. And then, of course, when we hiked Rowan Mountain mm -hmm. was when it was super, super cold. And the whole trail up Rowan Mountain was like two or three inches of ice. Like there oh, was man. no, there was no dirt. There was just ice. We didn't hit any more ice after. Clingman's it was a lot of ice. We had a lot of so snow, but. So you could either try to like rock hop, which was still mm -hmm. dangerous because there was often like thin ice on yeah. the rocks. Yeah. Um, but, and I didn't have my ice spikes anymore, but I didn't fall once. Yeah. I did not go. fall once. I, I just walked really, really carefully on the ice. How'd you find uh, just making your way through the trail or like finding the white blazes in the snow? It wasn't hard. We had a lot of problems. Really? We, we ended up about a mile and a half off the oh, trail. Oh no! And this was one of like eight times that we got lost in one day. In one day? Yes. The coldest morning we woke up to, it was 12 degrees in the nearest town, and we're on top of the Grayson Highlands. Where it's really Where exposed. It's, yeah, it's really too. exposed, really high. And I was like, you know, if the ponies can make it, we'll be fine, <laughs> right? The ponies <laughs> have fur, dude, or yeah, hair, or whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jacket. That must have been so beautiful, though. It was gorgeous, but if you even picked your head up, you were freezing cold because it was windy oh, too. It was so insanely windy. I had it one was windy hand warmer. Up there, yeah. I didn't bring any hand warmers with me because I didn't think it would. I Did almost... you guys get to stay in that nice, like, double decker shelter, though? With the like, um... No, uh, it was actually freezing. The wind was blowing straight into that, even on the upper even level. Even on the upper even level? The upper I level. thought the upper level would have been fine. No, the upper level was awful. <sighs> we, we, we ate lunch there that day and we kept hiking. Yeah, um, did you go to the next was, shelter? Because that's the one I stayed at. We tried to go to the next shelter. I think we might have still camped. I can't remember, to be honest. Because oh, yeah. we, it got to the point where we had been hiking for like seven or eight hours. Yeah. And it felt like we had hiked like 14, 15 miles. Oh, well, if you keep I getting checked tired and blood, We had already done like four miles. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, no. It was awful. There was one point, there was just a random uh, building in the middle of an open field uh -huh. that had bathrooms in it. And we spent like what? an hour in the bathrooms just like trying to warm up. They weren't heated or anything, but they were blocking. Oh, me. I think I know which one yeah. you're talking about. Kind it of, was in a big kind of like halfway area. through or near the end. Yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 I kind of had to cool. rush through the Grayson Highlands because that's where my, um, I had this ear piercing just in my like second, like lobe piercing. Mm -hmm. That I'd had for like six years and it randomly got infected while I was in Grayson Highland. Oh jeez. It was really bad. So I just like, I just had to like blaze through it and get to an urgent care. But yeah, it's never fun when you have to go to urgent care when you're on a trail. I mean, yeah. luckily we didn't have anything bad like that, but we had some people that we were hiking around. One of them got limes and they had to go to urgent uh, care. Actually, two people got limes. I can't believe I got out of it without limes. Do you remember, yeah. um... Baked potato? Not baked potato. Oh, Travis. Travis. AKA gag gift, but he never used his trail name because he didn't want one. Did you ever meet Travis? I don't think so. Oh, okay. He got off trail for a little while and I hadn't seen him in forever. And then he texted me like three weeks later and was like, hey, I had limes. I'm feeling a lot better now that I've had antibiotics. What's yeah. up with you? And I was, yeah, so he took a while off trail, but he, I think it was worth it. Yeah. yeah. But I cannot hike in the rain. I mean, I am just miserable when mm -hmm. I'm hiking in the rain. I, I have rain gear that was really decent, but I just like, no matter what, my, your feet get wet. And like, I cannot, it just makes me want to cry every time. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. And then I'm cold and wet and then your clothes are still wet in the morning and that, yeah, 100% more miserable than the snow for me. And the snow is pretty. Like, I mean, rain yeah. can be pretty too, but if it's snowing hard, I, I it's like I easier to stay dry. I think the rain was only really pretty in Georgia. In Georgia. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere else, I was like, can it be done? It's only, the rain was only pretty when I was like sitting in a hostel or sitting mm -hmm. in a shelter. And yeah, just cause you- And just looking outside <laughs> and being like, wow. You know you're dry now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, here, I got a hard one for you. Okay. Would you ever hike the Appalachian Trail again? No. No? That's not <laughs> that a hard question. That was very quick. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't because I mean it was awesome, but there's so much more mm -hmm. of this country to I see. I I mean, I want to do more. Well, what if you did all your traveling, hikes. like all your through hikes everywhere else? Maybe thirty years from now, do you, would you there, consider maybe doing the Appalachian Trail again? You mean like if I finish a Triple Crown, would I do the AT again? I just mean any like if you if you get to the point where you've done are, all the traveling you want to do, but you still want another adventure. I just like, I can't see me getting to a point where I've done all the traveling mm -hmm. I would do because yeah. there's I mean like I, <laughs> I would love to triple crown. Me and Kurt are talking about doing the either the PCT or the CDT mm -hmm. together. We haven't decided yet because we need to look into like how developed the CDT is by mm -hmm. now. I'm I'm not sure where it is at this point, yeah. but um, we want to do one of those, and then I'm definitely mm -hmm. I mean like. I, I love the AT, but mm -hmm. it was really, really difficult. And like after hearing, like after talking to people who have already done the PCT mm -hmm. and hearing about how the grading is different and mm -hmm. like, I mean, yeah. the water carry is going to be hard for me. Yeah, and resupply might be a little harder. Resupply will be harder, but I'm already used to coordinating yeah. package deliveries. Because exactly, yeah. I did that on the I'm AT. Not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not at all. I was thinking about that. I was told because uh, right off the bat, I met someone who did the PCT the year before us. Mm -hmm. And this guy was insane. I think his name was Uphill. And he was doing hill. like, he could do like 40 miles a day easily. Oh my God, he was yeah. just, he cruised through the whole Well, trail. I was talking to, um, did you ever meet 9 to 5? Uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 9 to 5 was great. He was the king of food challenges, by the yeah. way. Like, if we ever talk about challenges, he came up with so many. Um, but he hiked the PCT either the year before or two years before or something. And we were all, we were all curious about that. And he said the PCT was took him less time and he said days like on the AT where we were pushing like 20 mile days and it was mm -hmm. exhausting. He said days like that, you'd be doing 30 on the PCT. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it is longer though too. It's about what, yeah. 500 miles longer. Well, it's longer, but most people do it in less time than the AT mm -hmm. because the grading is just so much gentler because it's yeah. graded for horsies. Yeah. yeah. Plus from what I've heard, mm -hmm. I haven't done enough research on the PCT yet to yeah. be honest. I just started the other day because I was feeling a little bit yeah. of trail depression and I was yeah. like, I know I can't do it next year, but I'm just going to start. That's what pulls you out of the trail depression though, is planning yeah. trips. Yeah, exactly. That's like all I do now. Yeah. I'm, no, but I mean, I, I want to do the PCT and the CDT. I'm right now trying to cook up like a through hike of Japan sort of, um, and just try to hit as many fun mountains and hikes mm -hmm. as I can. There's some really interesting pilgrimage trails. Like um, there's a there's a small island that has a pilgrimage trail that runs the whole um, like length of the, mm -hmm. um, like in a circle around the island. And there's like, I think 60 or 70 temples around there that you can like stop and stay at and mm -hmm. everything. So I, it's just like, I want to string together all those. Yeah. I want to do El Camino. I want to do the Scottish Highlands, which is a shorter one anyway, but there's the Arizona Trail, there's the Colorado Trail, there's like... I think I'll sooner be doing those, like, more yeah. like, a couple weeks to months Those are like eight or nine hundred miles, right? 
Yeah, I think uh, Arizona Trail might be like 500. I'm not entirely sure. Oh, I need really? to do my own research. I, yeah, I haven't I done know. enough. I just know that like... I, I know I looked at the Arizona Trail. I'm pretty sure that's like 800 because it was longer okay. than I thought it was. Yeah. But... Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm... I don't know. I mean, I loved the AT and I, I mean, I'm definitely not done exploring the East mm -hmm. Coast, but as far as like just choosing where to put my like longer mm -hmm. lengths of time for hiking, I don't think I'll return to the AT for a through hike for a very, very, very long time. <laughs> if ever. If ever. And <laughs> okay, I, 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 I will definitely that. hike Katahdin again. I loved, oh, yeah. I loved Baxter, Baxter oh, State Park. There. It was gorgeous, but. Um, oh, I think I missed a question. Because, oh, you, sorry. because you said that um, mm -hmm. uh, earlier you were talking about how Mahuzik Notch was awful, but Katahdin was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Which do you prefer, the Whites or Maine? Hmm. Oh, that's a hard one. I guess it does depend on the weather you got. Did you have a good day on the I whites? Had, I had decent weather in the whites. I had, um, my only really crappy day was, um, like the day before I descended out of the whites. Okay. Um, so the day I, I left. But the day that you went over Washington and all the rest of the presidentials was okay? Mm-hmm, no. No? Oh, so, okay. Well, that, that was like well, the best yeah, part so for me. I <laughs> had, yeah, oh man, so you guys had a really beautiful day. We had day, a beautiful day, but we also got hail on the top of Washington. Oh my God. <laughs> we had just left the building. Like no. We were like, all right, we're not getting a view from up here. It's too cloudy. And it was sunny everywhere else. Uh, just, just the top of Washington, it was awful. That's Washington. And we decided we were gonna leave. And then it started hailing as soon as No, I, I had really beautiful weather, like, up until Mount Washington, honestly. And then I think I... I got to Mount Washington at, like, 10, 10 or 11 in the morning, I want to say. Um, and it was a more overcast day, but I, mm -hmm. I checked in with the weather report that morning, and I think it said, like... I think the winds were only going to be like 20 or 30 miles an hour, which is like good for Mount Washington. Yeah. And it w there was only like a 10 Also, just ignore the, the sirens in the background. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Baltimore. Yeah, I, I live on a very busy street <laughs> yeah. and I also live like five blocks from a fire station. Yeah. So. No, it's all good. Whenever I hear it like five times a night when I'm at. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're yeah. even closer to that fire station, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, but it was the same. Yeah, so I got to Mount Washington and oh, and there was like a small chance of rain, but it wasn't that bad. So I was like, I'll do it. This is this is decent weather report for mm -hmm. Mount Washington as far as that goes. And I got up there and it was just like cloudy and foggy, but it was like it was really cool. It was a really like kind of spooky, like mm -hmm. interesting vibe. Um I had fun climbing Mount Washington and then I hung out in the visitor center for a while, just warming up, I had to charge my phone and stuff, and then between Mount Washington and I stayed at the hut right before Mount Madison that night. It was awful. I thought I was gonna get so much further than I got in the amount of time. I, I didn't roll into that hut till kind of late and it was raining super hard. It was windy. I fell and tore my rain pants like three times just mm -hmm. in that afternoon. So I wasn't even staying dry cause my, like I couldn't tape up my rain pants until I dried them mm -hmm. so I was just like I was just getting wet I was falling I had scrapes and bruises and it was just I, I I was really frustrated and it was it was um rocky in the way that Pennsylvania was rocky yeah on oh that part yeah the whole the, yeah that was the, the sad part about it especially the second half like getting towards Mount Madison yes and then the way down Mount Madison was I had I had a nice day for Mount Madison yeah. descent which was good because that was hard nice Whew. That's my this favorite. This is a good break time. That's my favorite flavor.
Yeah. This is all they've had at Walmart. They've been out of everything. I like. I can't even one. get like. I used to like. I used to like the orange one, but then like that the orange Gatorade is what I would drink when I was hungover in college. So I just started associating it with hangovers. Electrolytes. I mean, it does. I know, but I don't like to. I don't like orange Gatorade anymore. I guess I shouldn't leave this. Blue is my favorite. Ah, whatever. On the table. Even though you can probably see my phone here because I yeah. wrote down all my questions. Hopefully the camera doesn't cut out again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I guess like which would you, which did you like more though, which the whites or Maine? I think I like Maine more. Okay. I, I really think I did. Maine, yeah. the whites Because of the blueberries, were, right? <laughs> the whites were really, really cool, but they were so harsh that I didn't really get a chance to relax in the whites. Mm -hmm. um, but the but like Maine had Maine had a really good mix of like, I mean one of my favorite campsites was a shelter in Maine that was on that was like right on this beautiful lake and I just sat out there with. Was it like uh, most of the shelters in Maine were pretty far off the trail, but this, this one, one was wasn't. like oh it wasn't no oh, okay it wasn't super far it was close to that um. It was kind of close to that commercial campground where the guy would invite through hikers. You can go get free pancakes or actually, no, I think you had to pay for breakfast. Oh yeah. But, I've totally forgot about but that. that. Was that was far off trail. Awesome. That that was far off trail. And I didn't go to that because it, oh, it was right that? before the ferry. It was that right wasn't too far off the trail. I don't know. I didn't but you had to be, I think you had to be staying at the shelter because he, he was pretty strict about who he would let. Yeah, like, I, th I think you had to, we... like, set up shop at the shelter and then walk over there yeah. and tell him that you were going to yes. be there the next morning. Yes. It and wasn't I... too far. It was, like, a, it was only, like, point three. No. It was point four miles. Which, I, I, for I think that day, I was it. just, yeah. I just really wanted to get to the ferry that day. Yeah, Because it yeah. was right before the ferry. Oh, man. We really, I, we devoured those pancakes. Yeah. They were really good. Uh, and they had a pool table in there. And... But, yeah, that, that shelter was one of my favorite nights in Maine. Because mm -hmm. it was, I got there kind of early. I had been thinking of pushing further and stealth camping. But as soon as I saw that, that campsite in the lake, I was like, this is going to be the most beautiful sunset okay. spot. And it was really nice. We just did sat you, there. Did you and... stay in the shelter or did you pitch your tent? Because I know what you're talking about. I stayed in the shelter though. Uh, okay. We, we yeah. pitched our tents like down. Down like, by the water. Down by the water. Nice. Uh, that was the, the next morning was the first time we saw a moose. Ah, uh, I did not see any moose. I wouldn't, I don't know how Killer saw it. It was on the other side of the lake. That's it was I, like, like this big. Yeah, I sat out there. That was like part of why I, I wanted to stay there was because mm -hmm. I was like, I'm here kind of early. I can chill out on the lake and mm -hmm. enjoy the, the sound of the loons and everything. And... At dusk, I can keep an eye out for yeah. the moose, but we didn't yeah. see any. It was gorgeous there. Yeah. We got a little bit of rain that night. But yeah, I think I think Maine had more of a um, more diversity as far as like views yeah. and just. Um, He's got views more often too. I, oh, I saw a um, oh, what were they called? Whipperl. No, it was some. I saw a pine martin. A pine martin. A pine martin. I saw it from across the river in Maine. What's a pine martin? It's a. I think they're related to weasels. They're little, little furry guys, and they they were. I don't think they were endangered, but they were maybe threatened for a little bit. So there were there were signs up here and there in Maine that said like, if you see pine martins, please call this phone number because the I think the Department of Fish and Wildlife was trying to track like how their population was mm. doing. And I saw one. Oh, nice. I did. I saw it from across the river, but um, okay. Yeah, I just uh, the main um, the terrain in Maine was really beautiful, and and so so were the whites. The whites was a really really fun experience, but I was not able to relax. 
Okay. Yeah. Were you, were you, did, did people warn you about Maine until, at least until you got to like, um, pe <laughs> people did, but honestly, by then I wasn't listening to what anybody said because I knew that I learned very early on that like people would soup up like mm -hmm. the stupidest mountains and be yeah. like, this is going to suck. Like, I hope you're ready. Yeah. And then I would get yeah. to it and be like, that was fine. Yeah. Like the very, the very first sassafras number one in Georgia, yeah. for some reason, everybody like complained about and like, oh, in blood mountain too, everybody mm -hmm. was like, oh, this is going to be so hard. I will I say like, this is so easy. Blood Mountain, so uh, you probably know, we like tried to start the trail the year yeah, before. Yeah, right, right. And we did, it, Blood Mountain was different what? this year. They oh. changed the trail. They rerouted There was this long staircase. It was really hard for us the first time. Oh. When we went up at the second time, we got to the top, we were like, we're already at the top? <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> Maybe that's what people were talking about then. Maybe. Okay. But it, it's all perspective too, because like yeah. there were so many comments on gut hooks when we got up to the whites, oh, where yeah. no nobos would be complaining about a hike that they just did, and then sobos would be like, yeah, just wait till you get up north. Yeah. Just wait till you keep going. This is nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like, they were right. Yeah. And I would, <laughs> but... I would just kind of take all that with a grain of salt and be like, I know that whatever I am faced with, like, I'm going to hike through it. Mm -hmm. at, at that point, by the time I got to Maine, I was just like, yeah, I know it's going to be hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whatever. That's why I'm out here. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not like, this isn't news to me. That man yeah, is hard. Yeah. Um, I just, it, I mean, I'm sure people wanted to like spread information mm -hmm. for planning yeah. purposes, but I was just kind of like, it's hard. It's whatever. It got to the point where it was pretty hard to weed out the factual exactly. comments that people made, not the Everybody's biased opinions. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what do you think? I know this is a, can be a hard question because there's probably multiple, but if you had to pick one, what is your favorite day on the trail? That is a hard one. It's okay if so you say Katahdin. There's so like, many good know. ones. I mean, like, I really did have such a dream of a day on Katahdin. Mm -hmm. I, um, well, and the day before Katahdin too, because I, I did get a spot at the Birches, barely. I think I was the second to last person to sign up. So I got to just... I think I only hiked like a 10 or 12 mile day the day before Katahdin and I just, so I had the time to just really enjoy Baxter mm -hmm. State Park and it felt like a freaking oasis there. It was, I mean, everybody complains about how Baxter is like, and, and I felt it too, like it was really frustrating to plan mm -hmm. my stay there because yeah. it was so... It was. That's why we just skipped the birches. Not very organized. Yeah, yeah, it was like, like, what year is this? This is prehistoric. Mm -hmm. You had to like get there early in the morning and write your name on a piece of paper, right. and then, and then the ranger said he wanted everybody to take a picture of it with their cell phone, mm -hmm. so that he had proof and mm -hmm. that you weren't just showing you up and saying, "I didn't have a cell phone." My cell phone wasn't working, and I was also just like, "You guys have cars. Mm -hmm. Why can't somebody just bring over the well, piece of with paper?" With us. We actually weren't sure if we were going to summit that day or not until we were like, until we got to the birches. Yeah. Pretty much. Wow. And the thing is, we, everyone was telling us, get there early. Like uh -huh. I got there at 4am and it was already almost full. That's what was happening. We showed up at about 5am uh -huh. and there wasn't even a registration out. They weren't <laughs> open yet. There was a sign on but there see, that no one said anything about. The thing is they're about. super inconsistent because yeah. I, um... Oh, what was their name? Well, it said on the sign that they open at 7 every day. But well, no one told me that. <laughs> thingies, 
Yeah. Fingies yeah. um, went and signed up, and they got there at like 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. And the sheet was up, and I think they were the fourth or fifth person mm -hmm. to sign up. So yeah. it's just inconsistent. I mean, I, I think, anyway, I get it. They could be a little more organized, yeah. but they they really do make a point of prioritizing wilderness over recreation mm -hmm. at Baxter, and like you can feel it because yeah. it was really which you really know isn't that there. bad of a thing because like I it's mean that area thing, is yeah. very. You know, it's, it's I mean, like we're place, out here to you know? appreciate the earth and, yeah. and nature. So if we're not going to prioritize the well-being of yeah. the wilderness, like yeah. we're not going to have it anymore. So it's it was kind of annoying how lim how much they limited like who could hike every day mm -hmm. and where. But um, I mean, I I took some time and and swam in the river mm -hmm. and in Baxter where there was like there's this great natural rock slide with like a waterfall going uh, yeah I know, you know that yeah. was I only remember that area because that was the first time we had some service oh, and yeah. we were really stressed out that day because Ooh. her parents luckily her parents like drove up to fix oh, up cool. which was awesome That's nice. and I'm really appreciative of that but their our plan was they were gonna pick us up the next day uh-huh but then the night before we were like we might just summit tomorrow because oh. the weather was going to be nicer, it was going to rain yeah. the next day, or thunderstorm, and we're like, yep. then we're going to be waiting, and it was going to rain or thunderstorm the next, like, six days. Oh, no. So we were no. like, no, we no. might just summit tomorrow. Yeah. But we didn't have service, we couldn't get in contact with our parents. Yeah. We weren't able to get in contact with our parents until we were basically on top of Katahdin. <laughs> and we were still just banking off of having, yeah. luckily, I had service when we got up on the top of the hunt trail, as soon as we got on yep. the tree line, I had it for, like, maybe a quarter mile, but it was good service, and then I lost it the rest of the time. <laughs> But, like, if that didn't happen, we were, we were uh, screwed. Because we already asked screwed. the park ranger at the bottom and said, hey, if we get stuck, could we stay in the birches tonight? And they just said no. Yeah, they were... Like, we're, we're booked. We can't do anything for you. They were very flat out. And... Yeah. I mean... And, like, you know, they did tell us afterwards yeah. that, like, they afterwards they saw us walking away. And I think that the ranger did feel a little bit bad. Yeah. Because she even, like, hollered to us and, like, hey, you know, like, obviously, you know, we're not going to like leave you I mean out but like we are full if you really get stuck you know come and talk to us there's Maybe gotta be something, they, something can out. Do. they can't just like leave yeah they, they're not gonna I don't think that they would actually like leave someone yeah. out there but they were like very like just I mean get like if I out. if I into a spot in the birches I was planning to stealth camp in Baxter which yeah I, I was gonna feel really Honestly, bad we about were planning on doing that I was too. gonna feel really bad about but I was just like I I've come all this way like I can't mm -hmm. And once I got to the Birch's campsite, mm -hmm. it, I realized, once I like laid eyes on mm -hmm. it, I was like, it would have been so easy to stealth yeah. camp here. But it's not always super clear. But yeah, I think, I mean, I loved the climb up Katahdin. I had a beautiful day for it. The nice edge was so fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that was like two of my favorite hikes of the whole trail yeah. was climb, the, the climb up the hunt trail was really, really fun. I loved the view of the owl and everything mm -hmm. um, to the left. And, and then I got to hang out. I, Summit of Katahdin and touch the sign, and then I did the knife's edge, and then coming down the Helen Taylor Trail was annoying, but... Yeah. <laughs> How <laughs> but did you find cool. it, like, getting to and from the trail, like, when you first started and when you got off the trail? I mean, you said you had someone that yeah. was able to pick you up. Did you get dropped off by um, a family member? Kurt, or Kurt? Kurt drove me down, okay. yeah, um, which is really nice, because he... Yeah, so we did the road trip down to Georgia together, stayed at, a like, a B&B... And then um, drove to the approach trail to Springer afterwards, and he was gonna 
backpack with me up to Neil's Gap, mm -hmm. but then he had like two or three gear, gear failures that first night and it had rained that first night and mm -hmm. it was going to be a little chilly. So he just turned around and went home. Um, okay. So he just, he hiked up Springer with me. We stayed at Springer and then he went home and turned around and went back to his car. But um, yeah, so that was, that, that was really easy thanks to Kurt. Um, and you hopped on a bus on the way back, right? So I did a bunch of things. I, so my aunt, my aunt is based in Boston, but she has a she has a place in Kittery, Maine, which is like as south as you can get and still be yeah. in Maine. Yeah. Um, but it's still in Maine. Yeah. Um, so she's a place there that she spends like half her time at. So um, I didn't realize how far it was from Katahdin, but she still like was really excited to like come and see me mm -hmm. after the trail. So she came and picked me up. We coordinated um, where she was gonna pick me up like two weeks beforehand. Um, and then it was a bit of a drive back to her place in Kittery. Um, and then from there, she had to go back to Boston anyway for work. Mm -hmm. So she dropped me off at the train station there. And I took the train. I took the train down to Jersey. My parents picked me up in Trenton. I think I stayed in Jersey for like two days before grabbing my car from my parents and driving back down to Baltimore. So it was like a... It was a couple days to get back from yeah. from point A to point B from Katahdin to Baltimore. Okay. I, I took like many types of transportation. Yeah, uh, that's the most stressful part for me yeah. personally is figuring out how to get to the beginning of a trail. And the end. And the end. I had the same kind of situation where my parents dropped us off. Nice. At, and then uh, you said Killer's Springer. parents came up to... Yeah, so to we got very lucky with that. Like yeah. that was probably the least stressful that it could have been and it was still pretty yeah. stressful, at least I, not not to get there, but when we left. It, it took so much stress out of the yeah. planning to have, like, Kurt and my aunt, like, mm -hmm. so, so willing to... Yeah, and there were a lot of people out. who, they had to, like, wait for a bus yeah. to pick them up, and a lot of days the bus That sounded show so up. stressful. A lot of people were yeah. getting flights out of Bethel, too. Mm -hmm. Or, not Bethel, um, yeah. we Banger. Looked, we looked up flights from Banger mm -hmm. to get to here. The cheapest one we could find, I think, was, like, $900. What? Yeah. Why? And granted, it was like is, this was like about a month. Just this that was about a small month before a, we finished. Is Banger just that small of a? Airport? No, I think it's a pretty big place. But you know, I don't know what it was. Weird. But it, flights were insanely expensive. Was it? It wasn't close to Labor Day or anything, was it? I don't think it I was. I don't think so. No. No, no. you guys finished before. It that. was like August. It was August seventh. So yeah, it was, that's yeah, so weird. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but like. Everyone huh. was like really stressed out around us. And, yeah. I know. Figure it out. Everybody I, mean, I knew who had to fly and, yeah. or take a bus was like so stressed yeah. about making it on time. But like most of the research that I feel like I'm going to be doing about any future through hike is really just going to be how many. How do I there? get there? How do I get off the trail? Like the yeah. PCT, you technically start in Mexico. I think so. Yeah. Right. And I, I think, think you start I right think at the your permit, uh, like lets you go. go like, do I need to bring my passport? And then send it that home. That was my I'm not going to bring my passport the whole way up. Well, but then doesn't the PCT terminate in Canada? Yeah. So you need it again. Yeah. So I don't know how that works. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the permits like let us go in without a passport. I don't know how I that works. I doubt it. But then again, like our licenses apparently now have like a star on them, and that yeah. Kinda... But I thought that was for domestic travel. I have no clue. I think the I've star. No I think the star maybe. is just for domestic travel. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. That, would make sense. that would make sense because normally uh, yeah, somebody who knows the PCT, let us know. <laughs> yeah, please do that. Please, we don't uh, know anything. I will take any information yeah. on the PCT or the CDT or any other hiking trail. Yeah, transport is hard when you don't have when all everything you have is in your backpack. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'll figure that out. Okay, so we're oh. learning lessons. Uh, camera cut out again. This time yeah. because the memory card was full. So fun. Yeah, just gonna have to get a bigger one. But yeah, um, that train ride from Boston to New York or to New Jersey was so weird because I watched the, like half the East Coast go by a length of trail that took me probably two months to complete mm -hmm. go by in like four hours. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. So there's another one where it's more just based off of your own experiences, I guess. Mm -hmm. But um, did you learn anything on the trail that you've really taken into your life off the trail? Yeah. I'm, well, I'm trying to keep it, um, but one thing I got a lot better at on the trail was like walking meditation um, and just letting like, because I've always been really bad at like like meditating in general, mm -hmm. but I realized that when there's an action associated with it, when I'm walking, mm -hmm. especially walking outside, I can like kind of, it just helps me focus my, my brain mm -hmm. a little more. And so when I was on trail, I found it, I, I got a lot better at um, like parsing out my own emotions and figuring out like what the root causes were of uncomfortable emotions I would feel on trail because like I would still have issues on the trail. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like a like a yeah. sunshine and rainbows all the yeah. time. But I got like with that um, with that space to hike and just be outside and have like just one thing to do all day. I don't know. Like that that walking meditation just helped me get a lot better at like. Just, just like trying to understand my own emotions and figure out like what I need or if I need to do anything different or if I just need to like acknowledge what's going on in my mm -hmm. brain. Um, and that's something I really am trying to keep right now, but I've realized that American real life is not conducive to that. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot harder to be that level of mindful about my own emotions when I have a full-time job that mm -hmm. is really stressful in its own and then I and then I come home and I'm stressed because of the stress I had from work and mm -hmm. it's like residual stress yeah and, and that you can't it's just like... go for a five six hour hike every <laughs> single night no so... I can't I <laughs> then again you do have this awesome park I next have, to your house I live right awesome across the street on. from this gorgeous park that I I haven't gone to enough lately honestly yeah. I went um, I walked around it for the first time like yeah last week it's really we went nice to the tennis courts and played some tennis nice there's yeah. a good dog park over there too yeah yeah I saw it yeah um but yeah so it's just um I think it takes more effort to hold on to that right now just because when when life is moving faster I think it's hard to stay grounded and be able to tap into that skill again mm -hmm. so I've I did get a lot better at that, at, at that like kind of mindfulness and self-awareness on trail. And it's, I can feel myself losing my grip on it mm -hmm. right now, but I'm, it's, it's still a focus. I, when mm -hmm. I was done with the trail, I made a list of like, um, like things I learned from the trail that I wanted mm -hmm. to take home with me and made it like, um, so I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about mythology on the trail mm -hmm. and the study of mythology is really important to me, especially like the idea of like collective mythology, that there's so many um, common themes in mythology throughout the world and there's just like there's just these themes that are always present in the human psyche for some reason mm -hmm. um, and you can learn a lot from like listening to different versions of these themes and then I, I was just listening to more info about like the hero's journey right that kind of drives a lot of like action movies and like Star Wars and whatever like the hero's journey is a very like basic arc of what a hero goes through to make an interesting story <clears throat> but one step, the last step rarely gets included in like movies, especially. 
which is the return to society. Mm -hmm. And what's important is that the hero brings back the elixir. And the elixir could be a physical item, or it could be wisdom, or it could mm -hmm. be safety, or strength, or power, or something. But the hero is, brings back something important that they gained on their journey, and shares it with their their society. They return to normal society, and like a lot of movies and fantasy lately, kind of ends the story at right after the climax when they the hero completes their quest and it's like ah oh, yay let's just like stay in fantasy land forever but no like the hero does have to return to their society it can't always be like mm -hmm. crisis after crisis yeah. um so that was just really unless you're marvel then you know you can That's make infinite movies i'm throwing <laughs> i'm throwing shade at marvel right now in case you couldn't tell i'm not a, i'm not a fan of marvel no and oh. they're they're really guilty of this of, of just trying to crank out action yeah. movies that don't have much substance well hey it. not anymore with all the old uh tv shows they're making they canceled all of them they did <laughs> Like uh, oh Iron God. Fist and really? uh, Daredevil actually, and all those. I uh, loved all those. I actually did watch Jessica Jones and liked that yeah, one. Yeah, that's the only one that I haven't watched. Really? Oh, it was pretty good. <laughs> I've watched everything else though, um, and they're all really good, but then they all yeah. left off at like great parts of the story to set up for the next season, and then they canceled everything. Oh, no. Because I think it's, I don't know if it was already their fault. I think that they... They probably just didn't. Thing. I mean, that happens on TV all the time. Yeah. If you don't get the ratings, you don't yeah. get to keep making it. That and I think something with like Disney, I think, happened. Oh. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, that kind of just running around in my mind inspired me to, I drew like a little, I carried a sketchbook on trail mm -hmm. and like, so I drew like a little picture of an elixir and like kind of did like, it was like I did a diagram of like pointing to like, what's in this? Like, what am I bringing back to society? Like, what am I bringing with mm -hmm. me off of the trail? So that was a nice little, like, that's what I sat and did when I came down from Katahdin and was waiting for my aunt to come. Mm. I was when I sat down and just tried to put that on paper. Okay. Um, but I think that, like that. the the um, the mindfulness and self-awareness, the emotional self-awareness is like the major, th most tangible thing that I learned on trail that I'm trying to keep going in my society life. Yeah, I like that. Thanks. So this is something that honestly, I haven't really thought too much about myself. <laughs> But who do you think impacted you the most in the hiking community? Like, where did you get all your inspiration from when you first started learning about the Appalachian Trail? When I first started learning? Yeah, or um, even when you're like on the trail, if you had like an experience yeah. on the trail where it's just like the most memorable, thi memorable thing that someone did for you, or whether mm -hmm. it's that, or even before the trail, like where you, we yeah. can go into a couple different things. Well, I think, I think pre-trail, um, the person who impacted me most was my dad, cause, just because he, I mean, he was the one who introduced me to the concept of the Appalachian Trail when I was mm -hmm. really young. I grew up in New Jersey and we would go on hikes um, in the Delaware Water Gap a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think we were either there or Harriman on a day hike with my family. And my dad pointed to the white blazes on the tree and was like, do you see those? And I said, yeah, yeah, is that, that's the trail marker, right? He said, yeah, um, that trail is over 2,000 miles and that that trail right there will go to Georgia in one direction and Maine in the other. And I was like, my jaw dropped. Like I was, I, I had no idea that something like that could exist. I think I was like, I don't know, 11 or 12 at the time. And in that moment, I was like, that is such a, like, that's incredible. Like mm -hmm. th that is so legendary that people do that. Like, like just period. That is such a long way to walk and, and such an adventure. I think we met a through hiker that day too. Um, so that it was always in the back of my mind after that. And then, I mean, my parents love the outdoors. Like they've always like, taken us on hikes especially in the fall like 
see fall colors and stuff, but um, once I realized that I really, really did want to do this, um, which was like kind of right around when I graduated college and I started actually planning it, I mentioned it to my dad, he never once questioned me, never mm -hmm. once was like, well, that's going to be really difficult and dangerous, like, are you sure you want to do that? Um, my mom did a little bit, I think, just because she was... It's not that she, like, it's not that nobody, like, didn't believe in me or anything, mm -hmm. but I, I think my mom was more realistic about, like, like, what's your plan for, yeah, for these, plan? like, like, Your dad like, was like, yeah, just go do yeah, it. You got yeah, yeah. I believe in you. And your mom was like, all right, like, I believe you can do it too, but, but like, let's think about this. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. And it was, I mean, um, yeah, so it was good to have both sides of that yeah. with, with them. Because um, when I started talking about it, my, my dad was very just, like, all in would be like, okay, great, like, and he worked with me to, like, help, he helped me find, like, a list of, like, resupply stops that we mm -hmm. could mail stuff to, he would always, my dad was on more hiking blogs than I was, mm -hmm. I don't really read blogs or watch blogs or anything, so my dad would find yeah. stuff and then forward it to me, I'd be like, oh, that's really interesting, and then I would, like, I would browse the trek and stuff, mm -hmm. too, but, um, yeah, my dad would forward me good stuff, he helped me, like, make my resupply plan, and, I would bounce ideas off of him for like my meal planning because I did a lot of meal prep for like eight months before I started the trail. And then my mom was the one asking the questions mm -hmm. like, how are you going to protect yourself? <laughs> what are you like safety? What are you like? Bear spray. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She she was I, all about the bear bell, the bear spray. I had that the, conversation yeah. with my parents as mm -hmm. well. I, I told yeah. them, I was like, look, if you really want me to bring it, I will. But uh -huh. I'm telling you, just like everyone else in the trail, I'm going to throw it out <laughs> once it gets in those gaps. <laughs> Everyone does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they, I, they finally, like, you know, they trust me. And they yeah, exactly. And they be around people. I had to remind them that I was yeah. around people. Yeah, that's what was important is, like, my parents trusted in me that, like, I I was capable of mm -hmm. this. And that meant a lot. Like, they, you know, and, and the safety stuff, you know, it wasn't what I wanted to talk about yeah. at the time. But and, like, the it was still an important plan. The worst thing with safety isn't even really to other people or animals. It's really just the weather, to be honest. Yeah, like, yes. Like, when the morning we woke up and, and it was And that was 12, stuff that yeah. I never thought about. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. I, I never check the weather in my normal life. Like, I will yeah. literally just, like, open the window, stick my hand out, and be like, what are we doing today? So, yeah, I was the opposite. <laughs> I would check my I would check the weather every day yeah. in the normal world. But on the trail, I wouldn't check it at all. Because it was always wrong, first off. Oh, it was yeah. always wrong. <laughs> it was always wrong because altitude, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I just said, like, they don't know how to predict weather, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> that too. Mm -hmm. No, that too, yeah. yeah. yeah but, like, but, the um, morning I woke up and it was 12 degrees in the Grayson Highlands, there wasn't another yeah. road for 18 miles. I was looking. I That's wanted to scary. get off the trail and go get there, warm. But there was no choice. Yeah, my yeah. hand warmer was almost dead. That was my only one. And at that point, <laughs> your best option was to keep moving. Yeah, we just kept moving. Because other, otherwise, you freeze. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. I cried so much, especially when it rained. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I think the only time I really, like, cried, a killer will tell you about this. Yeah. It was pretty bad. I had, like, a full-blown, mm -hmm. like, panic attack and oh started crying. Oh, my gosh, crying. yeah. It was in Maine. It was, like, no, yeah, we, like were, we, were, we were in Maine. We had just finished Mahusik Notch. Oh, and it yeah. was, like, two or three days later, we were on some stupid rock climb, <laughs> and it was pouring rain. It was Freezing, oh. absolutely freezing. Maine had a lot of weird, just like straight up and yeah. down. Yeah, and it was all rock. Yeah, which to be honest, was it's when it's dry, it was fine. When it's dry, it's great. It but then perfect. when it's raining, you, you're like sliding down yeah. on your butt. And... Yeah, you're looking up. There are some climbs you get up to, and you're like, I feel like I should have a harness on for this. Yes, that's how I felt a lot in Maine. It was kind of fun, but yeah, not fun yeah. in the rain. Yeah, but I, I think on trail, I think the pe I think um, somebody who made a big difference to me was. Uh, 
Shout out to Trash Spam. Did you ever meet him? Yeah, I did. Trash Spam oh was my gosh, so great. Yeah. I met um because I, I met um him and uh Wrong Way, Yop, and Girl Scout all at the Is same time. Trash Spam the one do you remember you wouldn't happen to remember Did he have like a light green pack? He uh He had he hikes No, he he had a weird um I think he had a Duder Didn't he pack, do like, but like then ultra... he switched to Mariposa. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think Trash Spam. He, I think he was at Shaw's, and I saw him like two days in. To I'm the still not sure if we're talking about the same person. I I met all of them in like, um, well, anyway, I met those four like around Hiawassee, and then like Trash Spam. I think is the person that I saw the most throughout the hike, and it just was really nice to have like somebody like that. We had we had been through the beginning stages. We did the Smokies together and kind of joined up with the Hikers Union. Mm -hmm. And then I, I I hiked with the Hikers Union for a while, and everybody was so welcoming. I think just like the entire like the whole Hikers Union family was just like so chill and fun, and still like really encouraged me and pushed me to hike big miles and feel like mm -hmm. really capable and powerful. And I couldn't keep up with them for too too long because I, I wasn't I, I wasn't that advanced to be able to hike 20 25s every single day mm -hmm. but um no they made a big difference with like making me feel welcomed and part of something on the trail and trash Bam was like the one i met earliest that i hiked with the most and was just really sweet chill fun to hike with um okay. we did a lot of the smokies together i'm trying to pull up i just need to make sure we're both talking about the same person i don't I think that's him. No, that's no. not him. Okay. No, that's this guy had like him. a bushy mustache, bushy goatee. No. Yeah. No, a different person. It might. I think his name was Trash Man though, so it might have what? been a different Trash Man to be honest with you. There is not. <laughs> no, I refuse. <laughs> I named Trash Spam. Literally, there. Are, everyone has a double. Yeah. Not the same no, guy. No, that's not okay. him. Okay. Right. very familiar though. Yeah, um, he was everyone has a double. Place. I found another wizard on the trail when I was up in Maine. Okay, but it wasn't right. for the same reason for as, as doing yours. magic. Yeah, <laughs> but we don't need to go into that. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna end on this question. Okay. Kind of, uh, you know, I feel like every hiker podcast is gonna end with this. Okay, but what advice would you give to someone? coming off of a through hike and getting back into the real world. Oh man. It's a little um, different. Not quite advice for a not future advice for hiker. Starting. For, advice for, for a through hiker that just got off the trail, maybe they're dealing with some post trail depression. Yeah. Um if you can afford to, I think just don't jump right back into everything at once. And I mean like I really did things step by step mm -hmm. and I think that made a big difference for me cuz going back to work was hard. Mhm. Mm um, and I don't, I mean, everybody does something different for work, obviously, but mine, like, I had a lot of anxiety about, like, losing my skills when I went back to work, and luckily it came back, it came back quicker than I imagined, the, like, at least the skills part, and there were, like, you know, some company policies I had to relearn, but, um, it was still stressful mm -hmm. to go from every day you have three tasks to do, eat, hike, and poop, like, yeah, <laughs> uh, to go from that and to dive right back into the routine you had pre-trail, I think is setting yourself up for um, more anxiety than is is good for you. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like not everybody can afford to take time off before going back to work, but if you have the supports, I think that 
introducing things stepwise, like, first of all, rest your legs. I don't think my knees felt normal for a whole month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long did yours take? Honestly, mine actually wasn't too, too bad. Mm -hmm. um, I, I tried so to go like, back to I, roller skating I, I and jumped, I couldn't. I, I did the opposite of what you just recommended. Oh, I God. Jumped, I, well, it wasn't necessarily my choice, but like, yeah. I jumped straight back into work. Literally two mm -hmm. days after getting off the trail. Oh, that's right. I yeah, they just kind of were like, hey. I went to work because it was a new job. Which was fine. I mean, it's not very that like physically taxing of a job. So mm -hmm. it, luckily, you know, it wasn't too bad. I was still sitting most of the day. Yeah, that's good. But I just probably just a couple weeks. It wasn't mm -hmm. it wasn't too too bad for me. Um, I did get back into lifting pretty soon mm -hmm. after getting off the trail. Yeah, I think I I tried to like um, like pre trail. My favorite activities were like climbing and skating. So I tried to. I didn't go back to climbing for a little while, um, and I climbing was I, I lost so much of my technique. It was really hard. Um, but then I tried to go into skating because I was like, whatever, cruising around that doesn't take much skill. I can just go do that. My knees could not handle it. It was really bad. Like I just the skating like motion did something to the inside mm -hmm. of my trail knees that like. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Just rest. <laughs> Rest, like, oh my god, you just finished over 2,000 miles of hiking. Give yourself a freaking break. Yeah. Like, go lay in bed for a week. Yeah. Do it. You'll get back to things. And I think, yeah, like, you're, you're not going to lay in bed forever, but take that time. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I, tried, I, tried, to, I tried to add in, like, one thing at a time to yeah. my life. So being social was one of them because yeah. I already have some social anxiety. So, mm -hmm. like, yeah, I think... You know, try to pick one thing at a time. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, a few weeks later, then you can start planning an extra hike. <laughs> yeah, a few <laughs> weeks later. I think, yeah, when did I start planning my Japan nonsense? Probably, like, two weeks after. <laughs> I started planning my PCT back. through hike halfway through the trail. Yeah, but that, but it really does help with the trail, yeah, it the post-trail depression. I mean, like, do you see that scrapbook up there? That's, yeah. that's a scrapbook of trips that me and Kurt want to take together. And so we're doing all of the planning now and making it look really cute. And then so that whenever we want to take a trip, we have all the planning done. We just open up the scrapbook and be like, that one, let's go. We Like, here's a list of the gear we need. Here's here's what the weather's going to look like. Here's a lot of the planning that's in that scrapbook is the transportation that we were talking about. How do we get there? Mm -hmm. How do we get out of there? So yeah. that's that's been really like a nice outlet for the for my trail dreams, too. Okay. Well, it was awesome having you on. Honestly, this has been really we fun. could go for hours. And oh my hours god, yeah, we could keep talking going. about this stuff. But uh, and we're going is... to just not on yeah, camera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and not like you know, we'll definitely have to plan out some future episodes to talk and yeah, we should better I would experiences. Love to do some. But, yeah, thank some you guys so much for listening or watching. If Thanks you're for having me. This, this is this is yeah, really fun. Of course. Well, yeah. Catch you guys next time. Ninja Kitty out. <laughs>